Hey guys, this is David and I'm back with another update on The Big Lie. In this episode, we have newly released fraud findings by Dr. Douglas G. Frank and his investigation into the Arizona data from the 2020 presidential election. Got lots of shenanigans and Democrat villains out of Maricopa County. And bombshell filing out of Arizona Supreme Court that could end up unseating all state elected officials in 2018, 2019, and 2020 elections. You don't want to miss this, guys. Here's a quick word from our sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Got sleep issues? Let me guess. All natural sleep aids don't work for you. Well, they only have one or two ingredients to help you sleep. What good is that? Try the brand new Sleepy Joe Sleep Aid. With 18 powerful sleep-inducing ingredients, Sleepy Joe is guaranteed to put you out like Sleepy Joe in his mama's basement. The label says take two, I take one. 30 minutes before I plan to sleep, and dag nabbit, I'm out like a light for about 8 hours. Grab yourself a bottle at redpillliving.com forward slash sleep. It sells out fast, so take action now. That's redpillliving.com forward slash sleep. Lights out. Right, based on some of the comments from the last video, I should just call this Dave's Hopium, Copium, and Clickbait Report. But it is what it is. I'm presenting you with information and facts. And it's information that's coming in from many different places that, that everybody should know about, but doesn't necessarily have the time or know where to look to find it. So consolidating it and putting it in one place where people can get informed and share the information so that the Great Awakening can continue... You know, we don't know what's going to happen at the end of this, but the information that's coming out through this investigation, it's incredible and it's breaking every day and it's important that people know. So, you know, we can call it clickbait, hopium, copium and, and do nothing, or we can report on it, share the information and be part of it. But let's continue. For those of you who don't know, Donald, President Donald J. Trump has his own, um, it's like his own Twitter it, the website is donaldjtrump.com and then type forward slash desk, like computer desk or your work desk, donaldjtrump.com forward slash desk. He posts, like it's like his own personal Twitter feed there, and he posts, and that's where the term, the big lie, comes from. He posted um, on May 3rd, the fraudulent, president, fraudulent presidential election of 2020 will be, from this day forth, known as the big lie. So that's where I get that from. And uh, I suggest you guys check that, check that out, sign up for notifications, and then you can see whenever he makes a statement. This is his personal Twitter feed is the way to look at it. All right, let's get, uh, let's get on with this report. We got some really good information coming out of Maricopa. Okay, so this first video I'm going to play for you guys, this is of an Adrian Fontes. He is the former Maricopa County recorder, and uh, he came to his position in 2016. He won the election and became the first Democrat to lead that office in decades. He was unseated by Stephen Riker in the 2020 elections. But this guy Fontes, you may remember him, he was one of the county officials there in Maricopa, that before and during the election was telling people that if they made a mistake on their ballot to just cross it out and write in their correct answer, which, of course, would send that ballot to adjudication, and then God knows who is going to decide your vote for you. The Supreme Court of Arizona had ordered the county officials to stop telling people to do that. Of course, he didn't, and even continued to do it on his Twitter page, telling people to just mark 
the correct answer and cross out the incorrect answer. With total impunity, he, there were no consequences for him ignoring the Supreme Court order. Let's take a look at what he has to say in this video. I think you guys will find it very interesting. How do you feel about the Dominion lawsuits brought against Rudy Giuliani, Fox News, Mike Lindell, etc.? Do you think there will be more and will they be successful? I'm, I'm rooting for Dominion. I am rooting for Dominion election services because guess who was the one of the biggest customers Dominion ever had? Helen Purcell. Maricopa County has been a Dominion County for a long, long time. And in 1996, Helen Purcell entered into the biggest contract that Dominion had had. And it grew into such a big contract that Dominion had offices inside the ballot tabulation center and two full-time employees who worked out of the county facility all the time, 365 days a year. That was their odds. How big of a customer Maricopa County has been to Dominion Election Services for decades. So don't give me any garbage about Hugo Chavez and, you know, I don't know, Korean submarines or whatever nonsense that they're coming up with. Dominion is a great company and they've got their impeccable reputation. And, and the fact that they're filing these lawsuits has really shut a lot of people up, uh, except for Kelly Ward. And I, and I hope they win. I hope they win, and I hope they collect every single dollar. And I hope Rudy Giuliani ends up on his butt out in the street somewhere because he deserves nothing less. And he can take Sidney Powell with him. <laughs> All right, now this next video I'm going to play for you. This is um, part of an article from Gateway Pundit. They're doing a really good job covering all of this uh, election audit. And um, this video is from OAN. They're interviewing the Arizona audit director, Ken Bennett. And he's talking about how Dominion is refusing to comply with the Senate subpoena to turn over the passwords for the, uh, for the election machines. And this goes along with what, um, with what Adrian Fontes was saying about Dominion, or admitting rather, that Dominion had their own center set up in this county facility where they did the adjudication and, and counting of the ballots. So let's take a listen to what uh, Ken Bennett has to say here. So I understand there's been some development with the password and learning that maybe Maricopa County doesn't actually have control of the password. What can you tell me? Well, they've given us some preliminary passwords that our IT company used to get into the machines, but then they ran into a second password that is required to get into the administrative functions of the uh, ballot image scanners that are used out in the polling locations. They're called ICPs in the Dominion system. but. Uh, Maricopa County has now responded that they don't have that second password to get into the administrative functions of the machines, that only Dominion has that, which is kind of stunning to us that Maricopa County doesn't have complete access to those uh, election machines. But they've told us that uh, they don't have that second password or that they've given us all the passwords that they have. Okay, I have another video I'm going to play for you here, and this ties into what Fontes was saying and what Ken Bennett was saying, the last two videos that played. Uh, the lady that you're going to hear testifying here is Jan Bryant. She testified at the Arizona legislature hearing that was held on November 30th, 2020 in Maricopa County. It was testimony from, from many people, even Donald Trump had called in, and it was live streamed by Right Side Broadcasting. And I'm going to play this video of her testimony that she gave in this hearing. Let's take a listen to what she has to say. 
And back to my opening where I wanted to tell you that I do have a pretty strong project management technology background. Um, this is not, I would say, everybody raves about how well run and how tight this room is that we were working in. I was in the tab tabulation center, you know, the glass and the servers in a glass room and all the computers are on a single cable that you can see. None of that is matters because two things. One, um, Dominion employees were the only ones that were running any of that equipment. So um, no, and I was in the tabulation center seven, six different days, day and night shifts, and no county employees, no IT people, no one else was touching any of the software. Um, they did all the training uh, for the adjudicators. Um, they ran all the reports, and so, um, and I brought that up on my very first day in the room. I said, this doesn't seem right. I, as a person with my background, I, never in a million years would I turn my company's most important thing over to someone else, and there's only two guys, and, um, and they, they had the whole control of everything. So basically what she's saying is Dominion was running this election in Maricopa County and probably other places across Arizona and the U.S., there's something I want to point out here. It's an older article. This is uh, from back, I think, September before the election. And um, this was, if you remember, in Maricopa County, the Maricopa County Re Republican Party chair, that uh, she didn't show up for the uh, pre-election logic and accuracy test that was performed. And that, you know, the person from each party had to sign off on that. But she didn't go, didn't show up, and it got signed off and sent away so all of the equipment and the logic and accuracy test for all of the equipment was just signed off without any Republican being present to sign off on that. And she ultimately ended up resigning. Her name was uh, Ray Chornensky. Uh, in any case, I thought that was interesting and you know, maybe had she done her job and gone there, maybe a lot of these things wouldn't have happened. Maybe passwords would have been provided. Maybe these things would have been discovered ahead of time, but she didn't. And here we are. All right, this next, uh, it's not a video, it's a clip I'm going to play for you. It's from a group call that was done. I think it's an influencer uh, from, they have a, ch a channel maybe on Rumble or somewhere. I don't know where and I don't know who they are. I tried to track it down. I asked in the last video for if anybody knew to put a comment, but I haven't had any sources that I could track down and find. If you do know or you recognize it, let me know in the comments of this video and I will give them credit and link to them in the video description. Now, this is a Dr. Douglas Frank again, and he's uh, talking about, well, I'm going to let you hear what he talks about. Now, some of you are going to call this hopium and copium and clickbait and so forth, so on. But this is the guy who's reverse engineered the algorithm that was used. He discovered that the 2010 census data was being used to create the algorithm. He's a genius, brilliant computer programmer. And uh, you have to take what he says with the, you know, you got to give him credit, man. He's a very credible guy. So let's listen to what he has to say. I think you're going to love it. <laughs> so jo Josh and, and Dave were having a bet about who was going to fold first in Arizona, right? Yeah. Are you talking about that? If you watch the most recent movie Lindell put out, he put a, it's called Absolute Interference. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in like the first 30 minutes of that. But yeah. then after that, you notice there are a couple of guys come on that you don't get to see who they are. Those people aren't to convince you that we have the evidence. Those people are to show the people 
who are dirty that we have the evidence. Yes. Okay. And so what's so cool about it is I sat across the table from these guys. (laughs) Whoa. I've seen the evidence. Okay. We got them. We got them. And so what's so cool is people think, well, you know, that guy who's the hidden camera guy, that my guy down there at the gas station. Uh Uh-uh. The people, I, I know who these people are because I sat across the table from them. It's hard to <laughs> And, you know, let me make up a story. Let me make a pretend story. This is a pretend story. Pretend that Bill Gates set up a steal for the election, okay? <laughs> and then he he felt bad about it afterwards, and he knew all the details. So he shows up at Lindell's studio, and he says, hide my identity until we go to court. And then he tells everybody how how, how they set up the networks to do this. And then that's it. That's all he does. And then he disappears. Okay. And then his wife leaves him. <laughs> I know. I saw that today. So, um, but you see where I'm going with this? We know who did it. And oh, no. They're, and they're telling us everything. Okay. And the more that we show, like you see Lindell keeps showing this stuff aggressively, the more people are coming out of the wood. They don't want to go to prison. They know they're caught, man. We got them. Told you, hey Josh, didn't I tell you that was happening? I said they're not going to tell on each other. Once they start and seeing the evidence oh, of the people listening, telling. they are like, telling. They are telling. They are singing. Okay, I knew and, they would. There's so many of them. What yeah. I mean, how, what are the odds that uh, it's so big that somebody's not singing like a canary? Come on. Well, now. I don't think it's as big as most people think. I mean, I I like to joke with people. I'm a good computer programmer. You give me one machine in my basement, I can do all of Ohio myself. Isn't that wild? Now, I know he's just making up the story about Bill Gates. And, you know, I believe it's my opinion that the person who came to Mike Lindell with all that data and information that he's talking about, the evidence, was someone from Dominion or one of those companies, those voting machine companies. That, that's, who I, that's who I think he's talking about. But I don't know. It's just a guess. In uh, any case, while we're on the subject of Dr. Frank, I'm going to show you. He was able to release just in the last few days um, just a few days ago, he released the data that uh, from his investigation into the data from Arizona and uh, the 2020 election. This is not previously released, so it's new information if you haven't seen it. I'm going to put a link to the video that's posted on his YouTube channel. I'll put a link to the video in the description. You can watch it all. I'm uh, just putting some excerpts of it so you can see. And I'm putting up some screenshots, number one, of the sources of the data he's uh, using, which we know and he's talked about many times is um, from the, the 2010 uh, census. But uh, what he talks about, which is interesting, is that in Arizona, a few of the counties, including Maricopa, they do not provide anybody with the data for who they sent ballots to. So he wasn't able to use the key that he's used, like he's used in all the other counties. So he had to discover a different key. And he was able to do that because just by chance, one of the counties in Arizona had a 100% turnout. And because of that, he was then able to use that to make another key. So he didn't need to know how many ballots were sent out and to who. All he needed to know was the census data and then use that to make another key and he was able to predict within an accuracy of 99.2%. It's just stupid to, to think this isn't machines or that this wasn't an algorithm. That's what happened. And, you know, we have all the data. He's finding it all, all across the U.S. in every county. And he's even showing where 
where there are um, in the graphs, they line up in every county across the U.S. It, it just shows it's not natural. The election was uh, it was hacked. Algorithms were used to decide the vote. But you notice the red, the blue curve is the population, and then here, and then if you use the official registration number, you notice that that's that dashed line, and all I'm doing is mirroring the blue line. But you notice once again the black curve just increases to that, and then look at my prediction underneath that; it just matches the ballots perfectly. That's not natural. It's it's not paying attention to normal human variations. All right, here's Mojave. <laughs> it's just. Look at that, 0.999. And to be able to look at the little bumps, everything I'm predicting, every little bump and wiggle, there's something I've been kind of glossing over. You'll notice that almost every one of these has two bumps over here on the side. There's also a bump at 50 years old. See it here? Yes. They're bumping here at 50, and these two bumps are over here. They're in every county in the country because they're an echo of the 2010 census. And I'll have to show you... I'll have to show you how that works because the algorithm actually starts from the 2010 census. Even though I'm using the current numbers, I'm using the 2019 numbers for these blue curves, it uses the shape of the 2010 census to produce the black curve. And I'll have to show you that. the census that we have. Right, because that's the last one we had that had the fine detail in it. Wow. So, and it's it's interesting, but I, I can show you that. That's another, another talk, but right now I know you guys want to hear about Maricopa. The Maricopa will not tell you this black curve. They do not give you those data. They hide it from you. They only tell you the red curve. And just because everybody is, you know, really focusing on Maricopa, can you just, and, and for people who might have joined us late, could you just, you know, go over this one more time, what these curves are? So this the blue curve is the population of a county. This happens to be Yuma County I'm showing you. This gray curve is my estimate. It's a guesstimate based upon what the official registration number is reported. The Secretary of State says that there are 103,000 people registered, and that's a certain fraction of the blue. So I just kind of mirror the blue as a proportion. That's a, so that's, that's not real data. That's just kind of a reference line I give you. Then the black curve are the number of registration. These are the people that ballots were sent to, this black curve. And then the red curve are the ballots that came back. So in other words, these are the people who could have participated and the red curve are the people who did participate. And I'm able to predict based upon the black curve what the red curve is going to look like. So what do I do when I don't have a black curve? Well, then I'm going to use the blue curve because remember what I told you earlier. The blue curve is related to the black curve by an algorithm, and the black curve is related to the red curve by an algorithm. So if I know the blue curve, I ought to be able to get to the red curve, huh? Yes. But I need to know the keys. And it's tough to get the keys when they're so stingy with their data. Okay, here's Cochise, me predicting the ballots based upon the blue curve. 0.995, stunningly good. Even the little jumps and wiggles I'm predicting, notice? Okay, here's Coconino, me predicting ballots based upon the population. I don't even know who's registered. Here I am predicting Maricopa based upon the population, not who's registered. Notice even the little bump and wiggle. See it there? 
Yes. So that's how you know the algorithm is working in Maricopa, just like it's working in every other county I've checked across the country. I've got videos up there showing that. So yes, I can predict Maricopa. Now what's so cool about this too, is I can back calculate the number of shadow ballots. And I, I don't have a graph for that, but it's about 200,000, I think, in Maricopa. Here's and Yuma. Shadow ballots, can you please explain what that um, means? That Those are the ballots that are- um, They aren't from real people. Okay. They were, they're not, if you go knock on doors, you're gonna find that, you know, the ballot you received that you thought you got from John Smith isn't really from John Smith. It's somebody else printed it and turned it in. Okay, this next article is, uh, again, from Gateway Pundit. They're doing a really good job of covering all this uh, election audit in Maricopa County. And so they're a really good source of information to stay up to date on what's going on. In this article, and there's a video I'll play for you that goes with it, they're interviewing um, uh, Ken Bennett. Um, and so basically what happened is, is that um, the Secretary of the State uh, Katie Hobbs, she sent one of her operatives, Ryan Macias, uh, he misrepresented himself as media to try to get on the audit floor and he got caught. And uh, that's what Ken Bennett's talking about. We'll play a video here. But one of the things I found was that uh, Maricopa, Arizona Audit, they have a, a Twitter feed and uh, their Twitter account is at Arizona Audit, capital A's. And you can see in this tweet here, it says, Unbelievable. The official Secretary of the State Observer here today, sent by Kooky Katie Hobbs, is the same one named in our letter as having tried to breach security twice. Our security worked. Now, it's not the tweet that's interesting, it's who replied to that tweet right below it. You see, it's Adrian Fontes, and he says, delete your account. Now, these people are in full-blown panic mode, and this goes back to what Dr. Frank was saying in that group call that we just played a few minutes ago. They are in panic mode. So there'll probably be a lot more people who are rolling and crawling out to, uh, to turn themselves in. Let's see what happens. And let's listen to Ken Bennett now. Good to know. And so on Sunday, the Maricopa Arizona Audit Twitter page tweeted, you Katie Hobbs might be held accountable for having your paid election expert Ryan Masias impersonate a reporter and try to sneak past security to get on the ballot floor. More to come. Can you tell me anything about that? Well, about a week and a half ago when we had a, um, a demonstration on the floor of the audit before it started of what was going to be done at each table, we had a media-only night and uh, a gentleman by the name of Ryan Macias showed up and at first uh, I'm told that he told people that he was media but then when we asked for credentials he didn't have any and so then he admitted that he was um, he had a private business card that had something to do with the elections and he had worked in California related to elections and back in Washington DC so uh, unfortunately some of the staff that dealt with him that evening felt like he had uh, tried to present himself as a member of the media when he was not. So I, I think that's what gave rise to that. So at the tweet. time, um, the media was allowed on the main floor? Well, that night we had, night. you know, kind of a, a demonstration of the various processes that were going to be done by the teams at the counting tables. Mm -hmm. And we had it specifically for media and he showed up during that. Uh, he, he just snuck in? Well, he, he came in and, and, and initially said he was part of the media, but then when we mm. asked him for a media credential and I he know, couldn't produce one, 
then he admitted that he was not a member of the media and so we didn't let him in that night. But he ends up being one of the uh, observers that the Arizona Secretary of State's office has, has appointed to come over and watch the audit, um, you know, okay. in that way. So. All right, so this last article that I want to show you, again, is from Gateway Pundit. And uh, this is the bombshell report uh, coming out of Maricopa County, Arizona. And uh, this report, basically, it's a group of great patriots out of Arizona that filed a quo warrantal with the uh, Arizona Supreme Court. And I'm just going to read to you what it says here. Uh, Quo Warranto filed in Arizona Supreme Court by we the people of Arizona, potentially unseating all state elected officials. As average citizens of Arizona, from all walks of life, we have discovered that our past elections in 2018 through 2020 are out of compliance per the U.S. Election Assistance Commission, EAC. The Help American Vote Act of 2002 established the EAC, and our state of Arizona takes a strict view on this federal election law. Our state of Arizona went out of compliance on February of 2017, or possibly sooner, and was only recently purported to be recertified in January 2021. There are multiple problems with the documentation regarding contractor laboratories that invalidate any machine certification. A certification can only last for a maximum of two years, and there are very important reasons for this. This will either unseat every state-level politician in Arizona or declare every federal law applied to Arizona as unlawful. You know, this is huge, no matter how you look at it. And we don't know what's going to become of it. We'll have to just wait and see. But one thing that's interesting about Arizona Supreme Court is on the top of the building, uh, right above the doors, it says, where law ends, tyranny begins. So there's a lot of hope uh, for what may come from this filing. And um, that's all I have for you today. We'll have to keep an eye on everything, watch it, and see uh, when things come up to report on. I'll try my best to get it out to you so we can put all the information in one location and make, make it easy for everybody to find out about. So again, I want to thank you all for tuning in. And remember, supporting our sponsors is how we're able to keep doing this. So please go to redpillliving.com forward slash Nemos and pick up all of the great supplements they have there. You know, if all this nonsense from the quote unquote Biden administration is keeping you up at night, maybe some Sleepy Joe is uh, what you need. And uh, coffee, if you like really good coffee, go to thegreatawakeningcoffee.com forward slash Nemos and they've got a lot of different types of coffee there. I love it. I like the Blue Bali. It's really tasty. It's a good medium roast. But um, there's lots to choose from there. They even have organic and cold brew. So take a look and um, I'll see you guys next time.